Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. In verse 12, it says, And Jesus was hungry. It was early in the morning, and Jesus was hungry. Hallelujah. Jesus was hungry. Mm -hmm. Jesus was hungry. Hallelujah. Jesus was hungry. We're always running around saying we're hungry for God. <laughs> God might be hungry for you. And Jesus was hungry. Uh-huh. He might be hungry for you. Uh. I mean, sometimes, you know, you have to chase down your food before you eat it, but some of you are ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus was hungry. Mm-hmm. Jesus was hungry. Uh-huh. Jesus was hungry. <laughs> you know, we're quite selfish in the church, you know. We're always worried about us. We, it's never concerned about God. Now, who could, who could take care of God anyway? But still, to have some concern. Hmm? But Jesus was hungry. Maybe the Spirit of the Lord is hungry. Uh. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. It means it was looking good, you know. Had green on like Shelly. That was one of the young ladies that was singing. He went to find out if it had any fruit. And when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. And because it was not the season for figs, um, some translations has that in brackets, parentheses, because it was not the season for figs. So, um, Mark felt to inform us that there was a reason why the fig tree did not have um, figs because it was not the season. It was not the season. It was not the season. But Jesus was hungry. 
But it was not the season. Every minister has tried to uh, explain why the Lord is still good with the Scripture. Because <laughs> it was not the season. And I saw this scenario. Let's say Jesus was staying at your house. So Jesus comes to your kitchen. And he says, I'm hungry. And you would perhaps say, well, Lord, it's, it's not, the dinner's not ready yet. You know, just a couple more hours and we'll have a wonderful dinner for you. This is not the, the hour to eat. This is not the season. So in a couple hours, we'll give you something to eat. But Jesus says, I'm hungry. What you should do is you should raid the refrigerator. Pull out the cheese, get the peanut butter, get crackers, whatever. <laughs> Run to KFC. Jesus says he's hungry. So what is more important, Jesus' hunger or your season? What is more important? Uh, surrounding this scripture, we realize Jesus goes into Jerusalem and the temple's looking good. It's all green. It's looking nice, but there ain't no fruit inside. But we come back to the same question. What's more important? Your season or Jesus' hunger? What he's hungry for. What he's hungry for. Maybe he's hungry for praise. Maybe he's hungry for time. Maybe he's hungry for you to read his word. But we give him... It's not the season. So our season is more important than God's hunger. And in the, in the church, especially in spiritual churches, it's, there's a known phrase that always says, this is my season. Look at your neighbor and tell somebody this is your season. Hey, hello, that's, Hello. That was sarcasm, you know. <laughs> See. <laughs> See. Some of you need some seasoning. <laughs> no, we, we in spirit-filled churches, we do that all the time. Look at somebody, look at your neighbor and tell them it. It's my season. Hello. I can't believe somebody fell for that again. <laughs> Maybe it's the Lord's season. Uh, but we're always talking about our season and the year of our favor. But what about the Lord's season? 
Jesus was hungry. What is the Spirit of God hungry for? Sometimes in the church we just selfish children. It's always about our season. Lord, the food is not ready yet. Well, I think I would find him some appetizer. I would find him something. Hmm? Oh, yes. Because he's hungry. The Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. And doesn't that make a better Christian out of you? When it's the Lord that's hungry and not you hungry. <laughs> what a change of events. How my heart feels different. When I quit focusing on my hunger and focus on the Lord's hunger. Oh, Oh, matake sike makasaka. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Some figs gonna pop out on these palms. Mm -mm. How we wanted to defend, defend the fig tree. How we want to defend the fig tree and make excuses for the season. But Jesus also said, if you don't praise me, these rocks will praise me. So if a rock can praise God and open his mouth, and how much more so can a fig tree like you out of season bear figs? But think about it again. When we focus on Jesus is hungry and not I am hungry. Oh, how does that change your internal affairs? Oh, I don't think there's a problem that can't be solved if you would realize and focus on Jesus' hunger and not your hunger. Revival has come to the church. Revival has come to my soul. All at once, I'm not as famished as I was when I realized the Lord is hungry. But sometimes we say, just now, Lord, let me get my car, my new car. Let me get my husband. Let me get my new wife. You know, let me bury the dead. Let me get my new job, what have you. Because it's not my season to feed you. It's not my season to serve you. 
Oh, how the internal organs and the internal affairs change within you. When you focus that Jesus is hungry and not I am hungry. Hmm. Huh. My left arm quit hurting. Somebody's left arm quit hurting. Somebody's left arm quit hurting. I said somebody's left arm quit hurting. Ah. Uh-huh. Yes. If you like, you can connect with us and say, it was my left arm. My left arm has been killing me all day. I woke up, my shoulder was hurting. It was hurting so much I could barely move it, barely stand it. But I heard the word that Jesus was hungry. And not, I am hungry. Hmm. We always have excuses. We always have seasons. But we have so many weathermen in the church. Jumping up and proclaiming, it is my season. Whatever God is doing in the world has got to all change because this is my season. <laughs> and all at once, everybody in the church is screaming, it is my season. And we never let Jesus be hungry. And we never... Seek to satisfy his hunger. What is the Lord hungry for? Does not dwell in houses of men. Though he dwells within us. And us his temple. And not just your temple, but all our temples. Who are we that we can serve God, but yet he is hungry. What is Jesus hungry for in your life? That is a better question than when you're going to get married. Uh -huh. This is where the rich young man goes away sad. And this is where the saints of God wake up and say, Lord, what are you hungry for? Your wishes and my command, I will do the best I can. What is your favorite snack food? What, what can I get you off the pantry? You know, if I need to, I'll run next door. Right? I'll run next door and wake my, my buddy up and get some bread, even though it's the middle of the night. And I, I, won't, I won't cease until he gets up, even though he's got all his children in the bed with him, until he gets up and 
gives me some bread to feed you. What is it you're hungry for? Uh, hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Every morning you get up, and it's your belly you're concerned about. You don't realize that Jesus got up with you. I am hungry. And you try to feed him your breakfast, but not the breakfast he wants. Uh, he's got his eye on something. But Lord didn't ask for much when he come to earth, you know. Very little he asked for. Hmm? Asked the woman at the well for a drink of water. I don't know if she ever gave him a drink or not. Hmm. He asked a fig tree for some figs. Isn't it amazing how things change inside of you when you focus on the Lord's hunger and not your hunger? It seems like the sky is all shiny. With blue skies or shiny stars, wherever you might be. When you focus on His hunger and not your own. How healing come to us. Prophet. Yes. The person with the left, uh, left hand that was hurting, mm -hmm. the message is Carissa. She said that her left hand was hurting since Sunday and the pain left. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh-huh. Not only so, you're going to have favor coming to you in areas that you're waiting for favor to happen. Not just one, but two or three. Mm. Hallelujah. Lata Momokose. So she was the one that was, there was a lot of hurt in the shoulder. Um, she or just the arm. She said um, the left arm was hurting since Sunday. Yeah. All right. Because I kept, I kept seeing the shoulder right up in here. I kept seeing this, but it was causing the whole arm to hurt. Mm -hmm. Ba da ba. Some people are looking for the pain. Why are you looking for a pain if you know your arm wasn't hurting you? You know why you're looking? You want to know if it's your season. You almost wish you had a little pain so you could claim your season. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. Jesus is hungry. 
Jesus is hungry. Now somebody's going to try to convert that to Jesus' calling, but no, Jesus is hungry. Don't change the words of the Scripture. The verse right above this one said Jesus was hungry. But I'm amazed how quickly your life changes when you allow that conversion to take place inside of you. When you're concerned about Jesus' hunger and not your own hunger. Hmm? Maybe we could take the scripture and say, Seek ye first his hunger. And then your hunger will be satisfied. Hmm? I think we could rendition that scripture to mean that. Seek you first his hunger. What curses you could walk out of. What abominations of the mind could you be set free from? I never thought about Jesus being hungry. Hmm? Now, do not quickly bake a macaroni pie and take it out by the coconut tree. You Trinidadians. I knew a man several years ago, he said they used to do that in Hindu culture. They put food out. And him and his buddy used to watch them. And when they put the food out, they would go and eat the food. (laughs) And then they'd they'd go back around the houses and see the people shouting, the gods have eaten the food. Hallelujah. Yes. Carissa said the pain was exactly where you said it was. Uh-huh. And it was very annoying, but it gone. Amen, 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 amen. And somebody else um, said that they went for the vaccine today and the whole arm was heavy. Uh-huh. And after you prayed just now there, all the pain gone. All, all the, the pain gone. gone. Yeah. So we get two for one. Amen. I sensed there was another one, but Carissa, that was the one that, that I saw. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, I assume right arms could stop hurting too, you know. Legs. Belly. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hunger don't just affect the left arm, you know. Let's don't be religious. La da ba sai. But something happens when you change that direction. We're going to get into some prophecies, but this is an awesome revelation, you know. 
When you focus on the Lord being hungry and not on yourself being hungry. What is the Lord hungry for? Why has he approached you? What is it, is it the Lord wants from you? And I know we don't mean to be selfish in the church, but hmm, we love to proclaim our season and not the Lord's season. Huh? And when was the last time in your life it was the Lord's season? <laughs> Since you was 14 years old, you've been saying, this is my season. And you're 38 today. And in those, how many years? 14 from 38, what was that, 24? In those 24 years, when was it ever the Lord's season? See, that was a prophecy for somebody. 14, and now you're 38. You're 38 now. When you're 14, you started serving God. Feverently proclaiming it is my season. But all you season proclaimers, when was the Lord's season? <laughs> oh. Father, I know you're sensing a lot of guilt coming from the earth right now. Forgive us, I pray, for our ignorance. For I knew not what I was doing. Uh-huh. No, when's the last time it was the Lord's? When's the last time you said, this is the Lord's season? I'm not talking about the one or two days you fast and where you say, Lord, I, I'm giving up food for you. I've given up food for you. And the Lord says, okay, you're going to give up, uh, you know, two breakfasts and two lunches for me, let's say. And, all right, that's four meals, right? So four meals, let's just say $30 each, right? That'd be $120 that you're saving the Lord. What's this going to cost me? <laughs> That's what the Lord wants to say. You give up four meals. What's this going to cost me? These two days of fast you're going on. What, what's that going to cost me? <laughs> if you really want to fast for the Lord, why don't you take two days and not ask him for anything? Or better yet, why don't you take two days and you feed him those two days? Hmm. Hmm. I've known people that uh, fasted for two days and all at once they get some special food. And they put it in the refrigerator and hope it keeps till they get through fasting, you know. <laughs> Yeah. 
They pray a protection over that food. I understand that we are that we are small in comparison with God. I understand there's not really nothing we could do for God, but still the scripture says that Jesus was hungry. He went to his house and he found it to be a den of robbers. You know. In today's modern terminology, we wouldn't say a den of robbers. We'd say a den of Entrepreneurs. <laughs> you have turned my house into a den of entrepreneurs. Everything is about your entrepreneurship. Oh, Dabaha Sabaka because somewhere it was the Lord's entrepreneuring that you was doing, but somehow or another it turned into your business. And if you once was partners with Jesus, is he still on the lease? Are you still partners with the Lord? Someone you have a failing business. And your business is failing because it used to be that the Lord was foremost important to you. And you sought the Lord for everything in that business. And you trusted in Him and you gave thanks to Him and you rejoiced. No. I'm seeing this vision. I don't know who I'm speaking of just yet. I'm seeing this vision. I'm seeing a vision of three people, not two people. It seems like the Lord was kind of in the group. I don't know. But I'm seeing a vision of three people. And it's like he was kind of dancing in the floor. He was holding hands. And he was just rejoicing in what God had done. In the business that he had done. The success. He was rejoicing. But the Lord is saying, now you don't rejoice with me anymore. It's about your hunger and not about my hunger. Hmm. You see, the Lord blesses, but he cannot turn you into selfish children. The Bible said the end time people will be lovers of themselves and hating their parents. The same could be true of us, always proclaiming this is my season. We don't even say it's our neighbor's season. We encourage them to say it, but we know it's really our season. We just want you to rejoice with us. Tabasikimazike. <laughs> But your business has been going downhill because you're not rejoicing with the Lord and you're not feeding the Lord anymore. 
I'm not talking about a snack from the refrigerator. But the Lord is hungry for something. What is he hungry for? Your business is going down, but what is the Lord hungry for in your business? What is the Lord hungry for in your business? Hmm? Now, I heard two names immediately. So I, I realize now that, you know, this prophecy could be addressed to, to a few different people. But I still see those three in the floor. You was in the floor dancing. I see those three. This doesn't apply to everybody. But I see those three people dancing in the floor. I will take that call. And I'm also hearing the names Ronald and Jonathan. I don't know if those are people we know because everybody, you know, there's many Ronalds and Jonathans. So we're not going to speak where the Lord ain't spoke yet. But it applies to your businesses as well. Now, the business was going good. It was going very good, but then it stopped going good. You know, sometimes in our business, you know, we step out in business and we're kind of fearful when we step out and, and we trust God in that and see, God wants to be in that relationship with you. The intimacy of God doesn't just pertain to the sanctuary or the TV room. The intimacy of God pertains also to the workroom. Not just to the ministry room, but to the work room. He wants to be a part of your life. Not only so, if you don't let him be a part of your life, then you could go in a direction that the Lord is not leading you as well. And the Lord led you in that direction because he wants something out of that. Remember the, the parables that he would speak about? A man would plant a vineyard and then the man would come back for some of the proceeds of that. Yes, I'm not going to just make this all about you tithing or offering out of your business. We, know, we don't want to set that aside because it'd be selfish if we don't give out of it. But I'm not going to focus, I'm not going to get religious and say first fruits and tithing and this type of thing, but you know, our conscience would label us quite stingy if we do not give out of our business. But it's, it's more about the Lord being hungry. There's something that the Lord is hungry for, but you're not listening to the Lord's hunger. And that's why your business is not doing good. I see three people dancing, kind of dancing in a circle. You actually physically did that. There's three of you. Um, look like one might be a child. It, it, it seems to be a family. It seems to be uh, a man and a woman and a early, early teen or somewhere right in there. I see you dancing. You was rejoicing. And this business was doing so good, but it's not doing good now. Hmm. 
And I'm not saying this to your shame. I'm saying this to recover. Yes. What is it that the Lord is hungry for? What is it he's hungry for? In the separatings of the sheeps and the goats, Jesus said, whatever you did for the least of these, or whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. I was hungry, but you fed me not. Oh, so it seems like in Scripture, Jesus has been hungry a few times. I was hungry, and you fed me not. La da So I will take those three dancing. If it's a Jonathan or a Ronald listening, I might take that. La da ba. Anybody else you have in business problem, just receive the word. There's no need to connect. If that's not if that's not you, but you can receive the word. He blesses without um, partiality, without showing favoritism. Anyone who hears this word tonight, and you. Focus not on your hunger, but on the Lord's hunger. Something will automatically change in your life. Automatically change in your life. Someone is, is waiting for a driver's license. Someone is waiting for a driver's license. Um, um, you're waiting for a driver's license. Let me finish this. Somebody is waiting for a driver's license appointment, and and um, you you don't have that driver's license appointment. Um, I think I've talked to someone recently about that. I'm not sure it's that person. That person could just receive. I think this is someone else. A driver's license appointment. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. If you would just let this change, this word change you inside. Not just, you know, because I know how we are. Sometimes we, we, we experience the change from the Lord's hunger or from our hunger to the Lord's hunger. We experience it maybe just for the generation of this message or maybe till midnight or somewhere, you know, when we get the munchies. And, and then that's the end of it. No, this has got to be something that, that changes in you. But you're going to find you, because you've been eager for this, and you're going to find that appointment. You're going to find that appointment. I keep hearing Tuesday. Well, today's Tuesday, but I keep hearing Tuesday. You're going to find that appointment. Uh, it will have something to do with Tuesday. Either you will find it. It has to do with Tuesday. You know, it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be next Tuesday. You gonna you gonna find that appointment, and it's gonna be on a Tuesday. Says the Lord. You have something, Yolanda. Um, it's just we know a person who have a business by the name of Ronald, 
But we were checking to verify if they was watching, but we're not. Um, All right. Let's just let the word be right there. And mm-hmm. we'll see if they will uh, jump on board. Hada basi. Now, even if they heard this message tomorrow, if that is the right one, if they heard this message tomorrow, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm not going to penalize somebody just because he wasn't listening tonight. Glory to God, hallelujah, the Lord wants you to be blessed. But he don't want you to be selfish, you know. See, the Lord can't just bless you every time you ask for something, but you're never seeking to satisfy, and you never even ask the Lord, Lord, what is your hunger? And Lord, I've been proclaiming my season for a long time. When is your season? And don't say Easter and Christmas. Because this is for sure. Nobody never did anything righteous on Easter and Christmas except the Lord himself. We're so focused on our traditions. Hmm. Hallelujah. I remember this testimony a long time ago. Someone gave, and, and they was uh, making a cake for Christmas. <clears throat> and the child came through the house and says, Mama, why are you making a cake? It ain't nobody's, is it somebody's birthday? And the mother said, it ain't nobody's birthday. I'm just making a cake for Christmas. Many times we do things, we're not concerned about the Lord's day or the Lord's hunger or the Lord's season. We're so selfish driven about our season. Hmm? There's a young lady watching or will be watching. You're upset because your parents won't give you what you want. When's the last time you was ever concerned about your parents' hunger? Again, we would say it's the parents' job to feed the child and not the child's job to feed the parents, but... I don't think that's true, you know. When's the last time was you concerned about your parents? Hmm? I'm hearing the name Jennifer. When was the last time you was concerned about your parents? When's the last time 
you talk to them about how they're feeling, how they're doing, what do they need. See, there's something wrong if your children never say, hey, let's make dinner for our parents. Did? Now, never mind, it may all turn out green. The rice, the greens, even the cake. I could be prophesying. Or maybe I'm prophesying. <laughs> maybe I saw a vision. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sure the Lord will love some green food. Parents, there's something wrong when your children don't bring you breakfast in bed every now and then or don't fix a meal for you. There's something wrong. I'm not talking about chaining them up and, and beating them and making servants out of them. But there's something wrong with your, your teaching them and I'm not saying that you should, you know, write on a bulletin board, do this or you get no allowance. I'm not talking about threats to get your children to do something for you. I'm not talking about let's make a deal. I'm talking about are your children so selfish? They don't want to rub your feet. They don't want to ever do anything for you. Something and the way you're teaching them is in error. Yes. Something ain't right. Now, making them do it is not the same thing, you know. But maybe sometimes you have to teach a child not to be so selfish. Goodness knows. There may be some pastors that need to teach their congregants not to be so selfish. And I'm not meaning giving offers to the pastor or to the prophet. But that we would turn our heart to the hunger of the Lord. And away from our own hungers. You know, I don't know about you, but there was something totally satisfying within me when I begin to speak about Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Somehow or another, that made me leave my own hunger. And actually, I feel satisfied to fulfill his hunger. It's amazing. The transition that takes place inside and I know if you love the Lord, that transition took place inside of you. Maybe we should seek the Lord's hunger. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but I come to serve. Though I am king of kings, I have come to serve. 
What is Jesus hungry for in your life? So somebody has been very anxious to get that um, appointment to drive. Yes, it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. Yes. Um, and it's going to take place on a Tuesday. The appointment's going to take place on a Tuesday. La da ba And maybe it's this Thursday that you're going to get the appointment for Tuesday. Maybe it's this Thursday. Now here Thursday seems to bear witness. La da ba let him kiss on I Ah, Jesus is hungry. 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 Now somebody wants to convert that song to Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. I'm coming, Lord. Is my blessing ready yet? Jesus is hungry. 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 Mm, I'm sure that won't be a top seller. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Isn't it amazing how you begin to turn from your bottomless pit, that gut of yours, and say, Lord, what you hungry for? I never thought about you being hungry. All day long, I just talk about me. I never thought that you was hungry. All day long, I talk about my personal deliverance. And I never thought about you being hungry. All day long, I thought about my worthless husband or useless wife. I never thought about you being hungry. All day long, I thought about my job. I never thought about you being hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Mm -hmm. Adabai.
this is where you say, I have nothing to give you. <laughs> I have nothing to give you. Lord, I'm going to find you something. What you hungry for? I'm going to find you something. What you hungry for? Not what I want to feed you. What you hungry for, Lord? What you hungry for? What you hungry for? I'm not even going to call it a sacrifice. Lord, what you hungry for? Isn't it amazing we call things sacrifice and we think it counts to our credit? We think sacrifice is a big deposit in our bank account. Mm-hmm. Ah, Jesus is hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. See, you're trying to change the words of my song. You want me to say, Jesus is hungry for you. I ain't going to say that. Quit putting words in my song. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. What makes you think you're such a delicacy? Jesus is hungry. <laughs> we really are selfish in the church, aren't we? All right. Just go along with me tonight. We'll go back to being selfish tomorrow. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Mm. What can I give you, Lord? Anything and everything I have is yours. And what I don't have, I'll find. What are you hungry for, Lord? What are you hungry for? What do you wish for, Lord? What are you hungry for? What do you wish for, Lord? Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Aha. Lata momokosa mamakaye. Now tell me your belly's not full. Yes, tell me your belly's not full. Now, let me explain to you in a few words what that feeling is you're feeling inside. That feeling that you're feeling inside right now is called not being selfish. The bottomless pit has finally filled up. <laughs> 
Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Quit saying it's not your season. Quit saying not right now. Quit saying maybe tomorrow. Jesus is hungry. See somebody trying to change my song again. You're trying to say, I bow down before you. Jesus don't want another bow. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. You can't do nothing bowing down unless you're going to uh, scrub the floors. Jesus is hungry. 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 Now, religious, we would, religiously, we would kind of criticize this song and this message tonight, say, well, we can't give nothing to the Lord. We have nothing to give Him. Without one plea, we have nothing to give God. Well, I think God knows that. But here's the thing. If my child never offers me anything, I've done that child a great injustice, you know. And maybe, truthfully, the child has to give from what I've given them. Hmm? Yes? Parents, when's the last time you gave your child something? And they gave you something. In Trinidad, KFC is open for the first time in a long time and at a special price. This is a special price. They made a special price just for their opening up. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Uh, I'm not talking about a discount, you know. I mean, they kind of... Because somebody in the, you know, those principalities in the heavenly realms said, you know people are desperate for our KFC. We could ask anything right now and they would pay it, you know. But it, let's just say you, you buy your child a box of KFC. So you, you, you stop by, you got your child a box of KFC, probably stayed, stood in a line or, or drive-through window or what have you. you. You was there. And you bring that box of KFC home to your child. And they don't offer you one bite out of it. You got them a box, but they don't offer you one bite out of it. See, there's an injustice going on. There's injustice going on. 
Now, you might say, no, 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 if, they, if you do have a child that would ask you, but most of them, I think we know what most of your children would do. And so they might offer you and you say, no, you eat it. You should never always do that. I mean, if the child is starving and it's just a small bite, all right. But she said, always take a bite of your child's food if they offer you a bite. Even if you really don't want it. To let them know that they could do something for you. See, God gives us this great joy that we could do something for him. Not so much because he needs a day off or... You know, he's getting tired or he's getting old. God is not getting old, but not so much for any technical reason. Except maybe to keep his children from being so selfish. So darn selfish. Hmm. Parents, what about your children? Uh, children ever say, I'll make up the bed for you. Hmm? I did this for you. Now, granted, you know, the rice might end up green sometimes. <laughs> and the cake green. And they're so proud. So... I'm not sure, you know, what my expressions would be if I happened to sit down at a table and we have some green greens and some green rice. And then we have what looks like a chocolate cake, but the cake inside is none turned green. But look at the little smiles on their faces. I understand a little green, but I, I don't think they even figured that everything is green. <laughs> but look at the little smiles on their faces. How can you not eat these green figs? Hmm? Oh, yes. Now, if your children are already 16 years old, it might be too late. But if you have younger children, something wrong with your children when they don't want to do something for you. Somewhere or another, you let them... Somewhere or another, they seeped into some sort of selfishness, you know. Yeah. But make sure you didn't feed them selfishness all their life, you know. Well, maybe it's never too late for anybody to stop being selfish. See, it's not important whether or not if the children can really do anything for the parents what's important is that we try 
that we make effort. What's important is there's a lot of things that we could do for the Lord. There's a lot of things we could feed Him. We think it's not our season. We think we don't have the means. We think He's asked in too early. Nah. At just the right time, Christ said, I am hungry. Hmm? At just the right time. As the story goes, we know he cursed the fig tree. And the disciples was amazed that it uh, withered so quickly. And then Jesus goes on to teach them about faith. You can get all the foodless things out of your life if you have faith. If you have faith this small as a mustard seed. And it's amazing that there's another passage that says that a man had a vineyard and there was a, where he had a, a farm and he had a fig tree. And for three years he visited the fig tree and it never produced anything. And he told the gardener to cut it down and he said, let me dig around it and fertilize it and what have you and let's try again next year. See, those three or four years is the same amount of time Jesus kept doing miracles around the Pharisees, you know. Before that tree got cut down. Now, that's not supposed to scare you because just jumping up and doing something for the Lord because you're scared of going to hell. I don't think that's the same thing as being selfless. I think you're still selfish. Uh, so you jumped up and did something for God so you don't go to hell. What part of selfishness you don't realize that is? Hmm. When's the last time you gave something to God? And you said, Lord, I, you know, well, technically we don't all know. We know by faith that we're saved or not, but technically we don't really know. Lord, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or not, but you deserve my praise. Lord, this is your season. What are you hungry for? What, what could I do for you, Lord? Hmm? Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Boy, don't that make a better Christian out of you? <laughs> wow, what eagerness. Huh? What eagerness. Huh? Too bad we don't take up offerings in the church. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. You know, you can't eat money, you know. Well, you could, but... I mean, the old money in, in Trinidad, you could eat that. It was cotton, made out of cotton. There's new money. I don't know what that stuff made out of. It plastic. (laughs) 
even a goat have a hard time eating his new money, you know. <laughs> you can't even fold this money, you know. It is this. We're going back to stone tablets or something. I don't know what we're doing. See, it's not all about that. See, in the church, we try to teach people to give, but we teach them to give for the wrong reason. Give and it will be given back to you. As far as tithes, tithes says, you know, we give of what God gave us and he will rebuke all the devourers because we're not selfish. Giving breaks selfishness. But we've, we've made such a, a mechanical thing about it that if we don't give back, we're not going to get. And I'm afraid sometimes even though we've taught the church to give, you know, it's like, you know, give you old Toyota and I'll give you a Mercedes. A new Mercedes. We miss something. We miss something. What happened to not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing? We miss something. Where is the gift unto the Lord that does not have a price tag written on the bottom? Where is the gift that has no price tag? Where's that gift? See, tithing, we, we've got it all messed up, you know. Jesus confirms tithing a little bit. I mean, we're not under the law anymore, but he does confirm it in the New Testament. But we, we just spoke to give back to God out of all the greatness that he's given us. It, we don't give so he can keep giving to us. Huh? Or we enter into business with God and, Lord, make me successful so I can help others. Lord, make me successful so I can do things for you. Huh? You know, so I can have more to give because I love to give. Make me successful so I can give. Make me successful so I can, can, I, can, I can give to your house. And not just a house that wants to be fancy, but a house that's actually doing something to help people. Or help me to, help me to be blessed so I can, I can help others around me. Help me to be blessed so I could give good jobs and pay good salaries to the people that work for me. And I could also lead them to you, Lord. But most of all, Lord, what are you hungry for? What are you hungry for? Every day you take care of me. Every day you wake me up. Every day you wake me up. You know, the, the Lord is not my, uh, would there be a butler? I don't know. Would that be a butler? Who, who's the person that would wake you up in the morning and lay your clothes out for you? Uh, butler. Oh. I don't know if there's another name. Maybe it's a butler, I suppose. Huh? Mm -hmm. uh, armor bearer. 
Lord, does that sound religious? A what? Hello. I can tell all of y'all broke as you can be. <laughs> you don't even know who to hire when you get rich. You'd be wanting a chauffeur to fold your clothes. <laughs> you know what? Oh, Lord. If nobody else is going to repent tonight, I'm going to repent tonight. You know, the Lord wakes me up every morning. He wakes me up every morning. And he opens the blinds. Hmm? Now, my wife may lay out my clothes, but I'm sure the Lord told her to do it. So I give credit where credit is due. But the Lord wakes. No, I ain't, I ain't saying just like the old song, you know. The Lord woke me up this morning. I ain't, I ain't talking about that, you know. See, the Lord woke me up this morning. He woke you up at 6 o'clock. It's not 11 o'clock in the morning. And you, you, you want to stand up in church and testify, the Lord woke me up this morning. You was not easy to wake up, and you didn't talk to nobody when you got up, you know. Every morning, the Lord wakes me up. Either, sometimes I'm woken up to angels singing. Sometimes I'm woken up to, uh, you know, some nut outside the window screaming or doing something. Many things gets me to open my eyes up. But it's the Lord that wakes me up, you know. It's the Lord that says it's going to be a great day to the day. He don't hand me the newspaper. Well, he kind of does. You know, in, in some, might be a little old school, but used to, you know, the I don't know if it's a butler, whoever, the ballet, ballet. Valet, I think that parks the car, don't it? All right, see, obviously, I don't know much about being rich. But I am rich. Manservant, all right. Anyway, so they'd wake you up, they'd open the blinds, the light comes on, you know, maybe give you the newspaper with the daily news in it. But the Lord wakes me up every morning. He encourages me, today's going to be a great day. Today's your day. Awesome things are going to happen in the house today. Uh -huh. And while I, I get up and go to the bathroom and, you know, waking myself and up and all this, he's encouraging me. He's never been late. Near morning of my life, waking me up. The Son of God wakes me up and encourages me every morning without ever complaining. He encourages me. Get up. If it was nonsense from the day before, he says, it's taken care of. What's in the news is all good. Every morning, 
every morning he wakes me up. He is the son of God, but every morning he wakes me up. He'll wake you up. He does wake you up, but some of you are not very nice when you're woken up in the morning. Uh, Lord trying to tell you it's going to be a good day, and, and you say, hmm, this is going nah, to be a terrible day. But the way you're talking says you're talking to somebody. How many times you give the Lord a rude mouth when he wakes you up in the morning? He's trying to tell you it's going to be a good day, and you try to tell him it's not. And sometimes you say, I don't want to talk to nobody. Now listen, I don't know about you, but every morning the Lord wakes me up. The light comes on. And he encourages me about the day and what's going to happen during the day. Sometimes he wakes me up with revelation. You know, and even if there's some nut outside the window, you know, talking stupidness, even if that's what wakes me up, he says, don't worry about them. Come on. It really wasn't them that woke you up. I woke you up. You just woke up and heard it. Uh, Let's go to work. Hmm? Yes? Let's do the bathroom thing. Up the steps, let's go. He never fails. Never fail. Not only that, all during the night he watches over me. Hmm? You know, you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you you're almost sweating or you're fearful like something bad is happening or going to happen. He says, no, 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 no. Lay back down. Got you covered. The Lord is hungry. So I... I don't know. I, I cannot give him time off, you know, because I know he's going to show up. But maybe I could give back. Maybe I could give back. Because I know if I tell him not to show up, he's going to show up anyway. And if I want to be moody and not talk, he'd just leave me alone. But I know he's going to be there. Uh, the Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. When you was a child, did you ever do anything for your parents? I mean, voluntarily? I mean, it didn't want nothing for it. I mean... You won't go for to a par for a party or go to a party or do something. I mean, totally. You just did something for your parents because it's good for you, and there's no no favor you want within the next month. You did something good for them because they have been good to you. See, in the church, we teach people to do good to God so you'll get. We do not teach people to, to do good to God. Because he's done so much for you. The Lord is hungry. 
The Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. There's somebody a couple streets over from you. Somebody a couple streets over from you that God has been telling you to, to do something for this woman that is a couple streets over from you. There's something with May, 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 May. May. May, May, May. A couple streets over, there's, there's this, this lady. The Lord has been telling you to do something. That's what he is hungry for, is for you to do something for this person. Something with the word may, 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 may. Like Mayweather, 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 Mayweather. Something with that name applies to that person. A woman a couple streets over, Mayweather. May, May, Merriweather, Merriweather. Something with May, May, May. Something with May. A couple streets over. The Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. The Lord is hungry. I mean, come on. This planet couldn't give Jesus one fig. One fig. This planet couldn't give Jesus one fig for breakfast. One fig. You can't give the Lord one fig for breakfast. And you're going to side with the tree and say it's, it's not the tree's season. Your children, your small children have never done anything for you. Or maybe in some cases you quit letting your children do something for you, which is abomination. 
because I, I see in two or three different scenarios. One scenario, your children, when they were small, they liked to do things for you, but, you know, you tell them, no, you go away. I, I do my own thing. I do my own thing. You taught them bad, you know. I do my own thing. Some of it is just because you're picky, and some of it is you're so self-righteous as a parent, you didn't let your child do something for you. Uh, if that is you, you need to repent. If your children don't ever want to do something for you, something is wrong. I don't mean give to get and do to get. No, you, you miss something there. Did you teach them selfishness? Where did the selfishness come from? And this is not to make you feel bad, but this is to say, hey, you know, this prophet's making a lot of sense. Now, we know most of us are kind of selfish when it comes to God. And we're kind of selfish in our prayer life. And the Lord wakes you up every morning. And I don't think you can fire him from being your... Uh, servant because he still serves you but at least your attitude Lord what you hungry for huh? tell me one thing I could do for you I don't want nothing in return just tell me something I could do for you The Lord is hungry. I think that's actually a scripture. It says if I was hungry, if I wanted something, I wouldn't tell you. Yes, there's a scripture that says that. If I did want something, I wouldn't tell you. I'm paraphrasing. Why? Because you're selfish. You don't want to do it for the right reason. See, if you could do something for the Lord and, and make you like outstanding citizen, the disciple of disciples, oh, yes, you would do that. That'd give you a position in the church. You would do that. When's the last time you did something for God just because he's a nice man? And I did say man, not woman. Why you hate men so much? Why you hate your father so much? Don't you know you need a father? Huh? Don't you know you need a father? Don't you know all children need a father and a mother? Not a it and a it. A father and a mother. All children need a father and a mother. Why are we so wicked? We selfish. Uh, we selfish. Every child needs a father and a mother. Uh, why are you raising a child and teaching them that old gay garbage? Every child needs a mother and a father. Every child needs a mother and a father. What are we doing to the world? What nonsense. Huh? What nonsense. We side with anything and we're robbing the next generations of having mothers and fathers. Well, I ain't got no mother. I had two fathers. Huh? 
So whose breast did you suck? Every child needs a mother and a father. We selfish people. We selfish people. Huh? I ain't got no grandmother. I got two grandfathers. What ignorance has come up on the earth? Huh? You know why we can't understand what's right and wrong? Because we selfish. Whatever floats our boat. We don't care about no boats behind us. Whatever floats our boat. We selfish in the church. Listen, we need we need to the Lord is too good. Hmm? And please don't spend the next three days repenting and wanting God to come and comfort your little head. <laughs> I hate people that repent. <laughs> oh Lord. Your repenting is more painful than your disobedience. <laughs> yeah, Some probably, somebody probably going to cut that little clip out that says, I hate repentance. They ain't going to add the whole thing to it. No, 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 no. Somebody just heard the word from the Lord. <laughs> from the, at least from the sound room. Everything is... Yeah, I, I you know... People are disobedient. And then they spend, they spend three days, a week. Yes, it's almost like I have a business and you've been slacking in the business. You come half the time and the half the time when you come, you slack. So I call you in the office and boof you and say, I'm going to give you another chance. But you got to come in every day, like you're supposed to, six days a week, and you got to do your work. So the next day they call me. Listen, I need to take a week off to recover from the buffing. See, some of you like that. The Lord corrects you, and you want a week off. You want to lay around and for the Lord to come and rub your little head. And you think that's what Jesus the mediator is for. No. Jesus is the mediator that comes and says, Hey, if you don't get up off that bed and quit whining, you're going to hell, you know. Because not even I can save you. <laughs> Listen, if I hit a nerve, be thankful you have a nerve. <laughs> And if you have children or if you have parents, when's the last time you just did something? I don't know. Out of the goodness of your own heart, you got any goodness left in there? 
<laughs> and listen, if you got children, and as soon as you walk through the door, what's for dinner? Can we have this for dinner? Listen, you're doing something wrong. What did you do for me today? We ain't supposed to do nothing for you. Give us something to eat. We're going to call 911. The next time your child threatens to call the police, you say, no, 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 no. I'm going to call the police and tell them you're missing. <laughs> and since I pay the phone bill here, I'm going to make the first call. I'm going to call and tell them you're missing. You know, if you got the Trinidad police app, you know, all the time, you know, find me. I'm missing. <laughs> See, next time your children say that, say, listen, no, I'm going to call the police first. I'm going to call and tell them my child is missing. I'm going to tell them you're missing. Let me take your picture. Smile. Uh, let me take your picture. Make sure you smile, you know. Don't give me that sassy look you got there. Let me take your picture, you know. Because you know if you're looking ugly, they ain't going to look for you much, you know. And I'm going to call the police and I'm going to say, my child's missing. And I just took my baby's picture this morning, see? But I can't find them now. <laughs> Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Jesus is hungry. Let's stop all this selfishness. He wakes you up every day. Huh? And how many times he's kept you from getting pregnant and beat up and tortured and slapped and kicked? Huh? How many times he's fed you, even though you was rude to your employers and got fired? How he has kept you during this pandemic? Huh? And you never realize that Jesus might be hungry for something. If that's you, and it's somebody God's been talking to, two streets over, got something to do with May. If that's you, the Lord's been asking you to do something. Now, I'm not just turning this into something where you're supposed to do something for somebody else, which is kind of the cure for selfishness, <laughs> isn't it? do something for somebody else. But I don't know what it is the Lord might be hungry for. I think the, the whole point is, do you care? I think the whole point is, are you teaching your children? Hmm? Are you teaching your children to care? Are you teaching your children, are you allowing them to do something for you? Great injustice if you teach them not. 
because you're teaching them to be selfish. I am the provider. I'm the parent. You go play. Huh? That play don't look too good when they're 29 years old, you know. And you own your rocking chair money. <laughs> In the church, we're always talking about giving. But it's to get. Never out of love. Jesus is hungry. I'm just going to leave you with that word right there. Jesus is hungry. That thought will keep you happy all night. That thought has just cured all your problems. Jesus is hungry. I leave you with that thought. And the joy that the Lord is talking to you. Have a most blessed night. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah and hallelujah.